Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
So here's a story, and it's true. Now, before I go into the story, I'd like to first quantify the story. Or actually, I should say, all my stories. Now, I know a lot of people like to think that when you listen to my stories, they are, well, <laughs> they're, they're quite entertaining. Part of that is just because I know how to tell a story. The other part of it is that, believe it or not, all the stories that I'm telling you, that I have told you and that I will tell you, have actually happened to me. And they're all true. So, case in point. So, earlier this evening, I shouldn't even say earlier this evening, I'd say maybe about an hour and a half ago, I see this young man, this boy, maybe 2021, 20, I don't know, comes walking up to my door. Well, I don't get too many strangers walking up to my door, so that's a little suspect. And I'm not a fan of people coming up, especially when I value my privacy. Well, it turns out <laughs> it was, I don't want to necessarily call him a door-to-door -door sales agent for whatever company he works for. And I'm not going to disclose the company. But it is the company I do business with. And ever since this whole pandemic craziness, COVID lockdowns, all this other stuff began, this company has, they have called me several times. Hey, we need to come over to your house so you can sign some papers. I'm like, well, no, there's never really a good time for me to have guests. Well, why is that? I don't like guests. <laughs> if I want to invite you, I'll invite you, but I don't like when somebody makes it compulsory. And so I've told these people several times over this past year, Hey, whatever business you need to conduct, you can send me an email. You can mail it to me and I can sign it and send it back to you. However you want to do it, but you don't need to come to my home. And with this particular business, I know that their agents work on a commission. And the better the commission for them means upselling you. Well, I, between myself and my wife... We're very astute as to what we need as far as policies, subscriptions, you name it. So we don't need to overdo anything. I think that's an important part because I know a lot of people tend to, if you're going to get a life insurance policy, I want a million dollars. You don't need to pay a million dollars, dude. They don't pay out unless you die, okay? So no, you don't need that. You need enough for burial, final expenses, pay off bills, and a home. That's what you need. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay? And, of course, always do within your financial means. But, my God, I am so freaking sick and tired of door-to-door -door salespeople. Now, granted, they're not as prevalent as they once were back in the day. But, oh, my God, I am just... It just irks the hell out of me, and it's just a story that I wanted to share with you tonight because we're going to be talking about door-to-door -door people. Yeah, that's right. Jen Seki said they were going to have COVID strike forces coming out door-to-door. -door. What does that mean? <laughs> we're going to break that down tonight. Uh, I talked about this here, I want to say, a little over an hour ago. I did a quick little video, so, you know, to kind of tell people, hey, come on down. 
Sign up. Join the chat room. Live call-in number. All that good stuff. Here's a preview of what's coming up tonight. Boy, I tell you, this administration, boy, they, they, they talked about Trump as a fascist, but I'm telling you, fascism is in our house. It's not at the doorstep anymore. It's here. And I'm going to tell you why you should be wary about your phone company. Yeah. SMS Texas in particular. So we'll talk about that there. I got the list of stuff here. We're obviously going to be going over the economy, extremism, and I want to talk a little bit about 2022-2024, what we have to look forward to for this election coming up. Because uh, if you guys thought 2016 was something, if you thought 2018 was something, if you thought 2020 was a zoo, I'm here to tell you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Nothing. Anyway, welcome everybody, one and all, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, from 8 to 80, sick, lame, and lazy. This is the Caramel Conservative Podcast on every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And do me a favor, before we dive into the meat and potatoes, the beer and pizza, because we know that's reality. It ain't wine and roses. Do me this huge favor. Make sure you guys smash up that like button. Share these episodes out. Get that stuff. Get folks to come on in. Join the chat room. Be a part of the live conversation. But I tell you, by hitting that like button, by sharing these episodes out, this is one of the best ways to help programs like myself and others to grow our platform, to get our message out. Because now, more than ever, I got to tell you, this is... I, I feel like every election cycle, and I say this, but every election cycle, it is true. It, these elections literally are the most important elections of our lifetimes. you know. And for those people that are waiting for 2022 to come around, actual come around before they start campaigning, talking about deciding on what they're going to do, um, that might be too little too late. You know, I'm watching Wisconsin here and, don't nobody know what the hell's going on as far as the governor's race. I personally think Tony Evers is going to win again. You know, Republicans got their heads so far up their ass, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And most of them tend to be weak, feckless, you know, like me, like me. So tired of Republican establishments. Why can't we get good fighters? I mean, people that actually give a damn. You know, I mean, that are willing to stand up to the establishment, that are willing to go toe-to-toe with the left. It just seems like we don't get that. Here, let me give you a good, a good example of that. I got a piece of mail today, and as I do each and every day, I get mail. Yes, because people are clearly wanting something, or they're trying to inform you. Most of the mail I get is junk. But this piece of mail is rather interesting because I got one of these a couple months ago during the last stimulus handout. And I want to talk about more stimulus. Oh, my God. I hear there's another stimulus out there in proposal land. But do you remember when Donald Trump was sending out those letters letting people know that, you know, hey, there's a stimulus bill and me and my administration, we're working, we're working really hard to help you out, the American people, you know. I know I do a really bad impersonation of Trump, but when he sent those letters out, 
everyone on the left in the mainstream media, they criticized him. They said he was grandstanding. He just wanted to have his check, his, his signature on the check and everything else like that. This was all about him. Interesting. I got a letter here from Joe Biden. And it has a White House letterhead, or a wannabe letterhead. But it's funny because it's written here, and it clearly is written by a staffer because Joe Biden couldn't string together two sentences. But basically what it talks about here is on March, 11, March 11th of 2021, I signed into law the American Rescue Plan, a comprehensive strategy that is helping the nation to put an end to the public health and economic challenges of the pandemic, including $1,400 rescue direct payments sent to most Americans by early April. And it goes on to talk about how you're getting all this money and it's going to be $3,000 if you got a child between 6 and 16, 36 or 17, $3,600 for children five, 6 and under. I think they mean 5 and under. What do you do if you have a 6-year-old? Do you split the baby? I, I don't know. But it goes on and tells you based on your tax records, the IRS estimates you'll be getting X amount of dollars. And... It's funny to me because this is nothing but a bragging point for the Biden administration. The same, the very same thing that they had accused the Trump administration of, you know, bragging about what he's doing, trying to take credit for this, making it seem like it's some big hullabaloo. And by the way, if you look on the back pages in Spanish, that's for all the illegals that are listening right now. Yes, I said it. It's frustrating, though. I think the thing that upsets me the most when it comes to all these stimulus packages, when it comes to this, you know, American Rescue Plan, when it comes to this omnibus bill that they're still mulling over, to the tune of 6 to $7 trillion, what bothers me about this is the overall general ignorance of the average person. They don't seem to understand what's happening to this, this economy. They don't seem to understand what's happening to their purchasing power. They don't seem to understand that this summer, the summer of 2021, and I pray to God that I'm wrong. I make a lot of predictions. I really make a lot of predictions. And I will tell you, I'll be the first person to tell you, most of my predictions are speculative. They're speculative in the sense that I'm taking a look at everything that's happening. I'm taking a look at everything going on. And I'm trying to make as educated a guess as possible. Now, I don't want to say that I'm using unsubstantiated conjecture because, well, quite honestly, I actually read up on these things. I know it's a lot of people don't. And I, I think that's a, that's another problem. But I read on this, so I like to think that based on my experiences, based on my past, based on my knowledge, based on what I'm seeing now, that I can kind of string together a few dots and see where things are going. And what I see right now, mark my words, the summer of 2021 is probably for many people going to be the last great hurrah, the last big party, the last big whatever, good times. Because I honestly do believe, and I'm not the first person to have said this, I do believe by September, late September of this year, we are going to see hyperinflation, the likes of which you've only read about in textbooks. I do believe that by the end of the year, it's going to be bad. And 
you know, you can say that I'm being hyperbolic. You can say that, you know, I'm trying to, you know, fear monger. You, you can make any number of accusations you want about this. And you know what? I hope you're right. I hope I am fear mongering. I hope I am being hyperbolic about this. But what happens if I'm right? What happens if we are looking in a world where there is inflation to which, like I said, you only read about it in stories. You only saw it in textbooks. You saw it in maybe Gone with the Wind or Oliver Twist or whatever the hell else type of program you may be watching. I hope I'm wrong. I really, really hope I'm wrong about that. Already in the chat room tonight, and by the way, if you guys want to be a part of the live chat room, you can do that. All you got to do is go over to Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. You go to that website, sign up for a free account. You can get your own 15 minutes of podcasting, no charge. And on top of that, with your account, you can join in the live chat room here, just like we got Christine over here. We got John Galt. Uh, John Galt mentioned on here with the tax, child tax credit, one can't even choose not to get payments this year without going through a bunch of nonsense that will make your tax return smaller. And that's another thing people are going to worry about. Wait till next year, too, when people are filing their tax returns. They're begging for some cash. And it's like, no, nah, man, you already got that taken care of throughout the year. But my tax return is small because you got it throughout the year. You got that earned income child credit. Yeah. That's how that works. Or in some people's cases, that earning, that child tax credit might have been enough where they don't have to pay taxes. How much you want to bet there's going to be a ton of people that that's not going to offset anything this coming year. And they're going to have to pay in. And I mean a lot. And you think the IRS is going to take an IOU? You think the IRS is going to be like, oh, no, 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 we understand. Eh, there was a global pandemic. We're in an economic recession slash depression. We're dealing with hyperinflation. No, no, no. We understand. Nah, they're gonna be like uh, they're gonna be like Tommy and uh, what's his name? I can't even remember the guy's name from Goodfellas. You know when they're like, you know, oh, you got to pay Paulie his money, right? Now you're on the hook for it. You know whether you have good times, bad times. Store burnt down. Fuck you. Pay me. Lightning struck. Fuck you. Pay me. That's how the government's going to look at it. They don't care if you're short on cash. They look at it like, fuck you, pay me. You know? So, it's just... No, you're right. Uh, John mentioned here, granted, it's only half the amount per child that you'll receive this year. But it might be enough for some people where they're going to have to pay into it. And like I said, the IRS, they're not going to care. They want their money. Because according to them, it's their money. Ah, what a wonderful world we live in. It's crazy. So anyway, let's get back to this door-to-door business. So like I said, I absolutely hate hate people that are going door-to-door. But, and this is a ha-ha, I don't know if it's funny ha-ha or funny uh uh-oh. But the White House... Jen Psaki in particular was talking last week how they were going to send out a COVID strike force to try to target those low areas, those areas with low vaccination rates. Now, 
the thing that I find baffling about this is that you have the resident and his people, and that's resident Biden. The P is silent like Seki. Running around telling people to get vaccinated. Now, I'm trying to think here. Now, I know Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden. Not necessarily an MD. Dr. Fauci, not necessarily a practicing doctor. Not your doctor. All these commercials, all these athletes, all these newspapers, you know, all these folks with and without medical degrees going out here pimping this vaccine. You got juvenile and do you remember that one song, Back That Ass Up? There's a song out there, Right Hand of God. They did a remake of it called Vax That Up. Yeah. Now, maybe it's just me. But if a vaccine was so damn good, unquestionable, a couple of things come into play here. Number one. Why do they have such a huge media blitz to get people vaccinated? That's question number one. And question number two, why is the vaccines, if they are as grand as everybody claims they are, why are they still under emergency use authorization? Why are they not FDA approved yet? See, that's suspect to me as well. The whole thing is suspect because, well, to put it bluntly, if you have questions about getting vaccinated, whether you should or should not, talk to your doctor. Have the discussion. None of the people that I've listed off here are your doctor. Some of them might actually be doctors, but none of them know your labs. None of them know your charts. None of them know your your medical history. They don't know what you're allergic to, what you're not allergic to, anything like that. What kind of reactions you have against certain drugs. So this is the type of conversation that needs to be happening between you and your doctor. And everybody else just needs to pretty much STFU. The whole thing just, it has always bothered me. It bothered me when Trump was in office and it bothers me today. But now you got this push here for this idea of sending people door to door in areas with low vaccination rates. And it's interesting because I'd be willing to bet and I didn't have time to break this down. But I do believe that those areas with low vaccination rates generally will tend to have voted red during the last election. How much do you want to bet? There was a part of me that feels bad for anybody who signs up for this t- this particular job as well, too, when you think about it. Because, you know, some of these cats, they probably just wanting, hey, I'm going to make $15, $20 an hour just to go knocking door to door. All right, cool. Boy, they're going to go into some of these rural areas, and they are going to catch hell. Like, they are, I mean, somebody is going to, I think somebody's going to get hurt, personally. You know, all you need to do is tick off the wrong person, go on the wrong person's land, and you get somebody who overreacts, and that's just a recipe for disaster. That That's just, I mean, especially with the type of year and a half, two years we've had. Oh, God, I would not encourage anybody to do any door-to-door knocking. I don't care what the hell it's for. Vaccines, politics, yeah, your personal candidate, no. Ooh, I would. There's not enough hazard pay in the world to do something like that. John mentioned, "Where's the science on the vaccine? Where's the tangible proof 
and or virologists helping to ease people's minds. Government officials are not experts in the said arena. No, and that's exactly right. You know, they're not experts in the field. They're spouting off talking points. And, you know, you, we can certainly get into the conspiracy of it because I've heard people say that, you know, a lot of these people that have gotten the vaccine, they're probably going to drop off in the next five years. God, I pray to God that's not true. You know, or one theory I've heard is that if you've already had COVID and you end up taking the vaccine, you could do you could have something called uh, hyperimmunity, which essentially is that your immune your immune system ends up eating you alive. So I'm over here like, <laughs> yeah, why don't we wait a little bit? Like I said before, I'm not. Well, I shouldn't say I'm not going to because let's face it. I couldn't buy a PlayStation 5 right now even if I wanted to. There's none available. I can't buy that new Xbox. There's none available. But if there were, I would not buy one of those for the first year or two. Why? Blue screen of death. Nah, happened to me once before. I don't play around with first-year technology. If there's something new that came out, I don't care if it's the latest or greatest. Nah, I don't play with it. And I damn sure ain't going to do it when it comes to putting something in my body. Like, like, I don't put enough crap in my body when you think about it, though. I smoke, you know? So do I really want to, like, push the envelope on this? Oh, snap. Joe's up in the house. Repo, man. What's going on, brother? How you doing? You gave me a great... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The idea to talk about, we're going to talk about this tonight. Um, Empty grocery stores. Oh, we got some fun there. John also mentioned, uh, you're right. It's actually all the states that were contested during the election that are low vaccinated. Yeah, and that's where they're going to go. Christine also mentioned, respect, no trespassing, no soliciting signage. And I actually have that. And I'm actually going to, I got to reach out to Christopher Lawrence because he was talking about doing something like that. Um, I got to see if we can get something like that going up around here. But I want to go into this article here. This is from the Associated Press News. And this article here was written just several days ago on the 9th where the White House is calling out critics of the door-to-door vaccine push. Now, in this particular article here, it notes that it is service to the country, indoctrinated, uh, excuse me, inaccurate disinformation, literally killing people, literally killing people. Hmm. I wonder if all those people that have had adverse reactions up to and including death 
might be, you know, literally killing people. And on the subject of literally killing people, when is the arrest and prosecution of the governor and the mayor of New York and New York City, respectively, Gavin Newsom in California, and Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan? When are those arrests going to happen? You know, because they outright killed people. I don't want to hear shit about that. Anyway, for months, the Biden White House refrained from criticizing Republican officials who played down the importance of the coronavirus vaccinations or sought to make political hay of the federal government's all-out effort to drive shots into arms. Not any longer. Wait, you notice how they frame this, too? Like, they're taking the high road. They, they didn't. No, they did not. They took their shots. With the COVID-19 vaccination rate, um... Plateauing across the country, the White House is returning fire at those they see as spreading harmful misinformation or fear about the shots. When South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster tried this week to block door-to-door efforts to drive up vaccination rates in the state, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki did not mince words about her reaction. The failure to provide accurate public health information, including the efficiency of vaccines and the accessibility to them across to people across the country, including South Carolina, is literally killing people, so maybe they should consider that, she said Friday. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is perhaps the most racist administration this country has ever seen short of Woodrow Wilson. There, I said it. This is the one of the most racist presidential administrations this country has seen. How can I say that? Well, I don't know. You look at Joe Biden when he talked about Obama. He's a clean-cut black man. You look at the stuff that he said in the past, the urban jungle, his crime bill in 96, which... Believe it or not, I actually did support, and I still do to this day. You know, three strikes and you're out. (sighs) These people. If they were really so concerned about that, then they would have actually used the USS Mercy and the comfort that were on both sides of this country. But they didn't. So anyway, uh, that was the article. It's uh, Wait, no, there's more. There's always more. Hold on. We're going to get to it here. While 67% of American adults have gotten at least one dose, officials are increasingly worried about the vast geography disparity in vaccination rates and the emergence with what some experts warn could be, could be two dra- uh, dramatically different realities for the country in the coming months. High vaccine uptake and low caseloads in more Democrat-leaning parts of the country and fresh hotspots and the development of dangerous variants in more GOP-leaning. Boy, this just smells like fear-mongering, doesn't it? In the early months of the administration, the White House largely declined to criticize uh, state and local officials' hand- handling of their vaccine programs, eager to maintain their buy-in and to prevent p- a politicization of the life-saving campaign. The recent change in tone comes after some GOP officials criticized President Joe Biden for calling on a door-to-door campaign. They called it a strike force. Okay. What They didn't call it a door-to-door campaign. They called it a freaking strike force. To spread information about the safety 
and the efficiency of vaccines in hope it would encourage pe- more people to get vaccinated. Now we need to go to community, community, community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to get people to, re- uh, to get to the remaining people who need to be vaccinated, Biden said on Tuesday. The grassroots component of the vaccination campaign has been in operation since April, while supplies of the shot began outpacing demand. It was outlined and funded by Congress in the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill in March, overwhelmingly and uh, is carried out by local officials and private sector workers and volunteers. But some GOP, some in the GOP saw a political opening. So again, they're, they're framing this again like the GOP is making politics out of this. No, never mind to the fact that letter I just read to you, you know, which talked about the child tax credit. There's also letters that were sent out regarding COVID. Yeah, you want to talk about people that were politicizing things? That's all this administration does. The Biden administration wants to knock on your door to see if you're vaccinated, tweeted Ohio Rep. Jim Jordan. What's next? Knocking on your door to see if you own a gun? (laughs) See, that was a point I was going to make up here. I was going to make that here. A fear that many people have when it comes to guns is this whole door-to-door bit. And as conspiratorial as this is going to sound, this could easily be a test run to see how responsive people are going to be to door-to-door people from some kind of government-backed thing. One of the fears that I see here, too, is it comes from the right is this idea that they're going to try to vaccinate everybody on the spot when they go door to door. That's not what's happening. And I think we need to dispel that. What these people are going to do is try to persuade you to getting a shot. This idea that, well, if you don't know, I don't see how anybody doesn't know. Like, honestly, like you can get yourself a smartphone for like $30 over at Dollar General and get on a plan for like 20 bucks a month and get unlimited internet. Trust me, I've seen it. You know, I go to enough Dollar Generals where I see it. So it's funny because they like to claim that people don't have the ability to go on the Internet. They don't have the ability to see this type of stuff. And the reality is that it's everywhere. It's in your face. It's in every newspaper. It's in your local little. If you live in a little town like me, it's in the papers there. It's on social media. It's You can't escape seeing it. You get notifications if you get kids in school, other things like that. So, yeah, people know. And here's the catch. There are people that are making informed choices. They have done the research, they have checked it out, and they've said, hey, you know what? Either I'm just not doing it outright in the story, or what they're saying is, I want to take a wait-and-see approach. And I don't find anything wrong with that. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong that people don't start dying off. But at the same time, you know, if you think that the vaccine, this COVID vaccine, this mRNA technology, which is very interesting technology, I'm not going to sit here and bash it. I will tell you, it's just really fascinating. But my point is, is that if you think it is something for you, then by all means, God bless you. Have at it. But when it comes to other people deciding, making their own choices... Shut the hell up. Because remember, you're vaccinated, right? You're supposed to be good. Oh, wait. 
What? What's that? What? What'd you say? You could still get it? Then I guess it's not really a vaccine now, is it? Funny how that works. The article goes in here and makes a bunch of comments and wants to talk about how, you know, how bad the GOP is. Then it goes on to say White House officials are quick to point out that their criticism is not related to the officials' political uh, affiliation, but to the rhetoric. So they're saying they're not bashing the GOP, just the rhetoric. They credit effective communication and leadership on the vaccine by GOP officials, including Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Arkansas, uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson, and Mike, uh, Mike DeWine of Ohio. But they continue to be concerned that some GOP officials are seeking to boost their own fortunes by feeding into doubts about the vaccine. Secchi said on, two, on Thursday, rebuting some of the allegations about the door-knocking program, noting that in most cases, there are not, uh, they are not members of the government. They are not federal employees. They are volunteers. They are clergy. They are in large cities of the country, live in, and work. And, you know, we're, we're very... <laughs> I don't want to say skittish about people, but yeah, that's probably one of the best ways of putting it. Acknowledging the rhetoric has taken a, a bit has uh, has been a bit frustrating for us. She also noted that there was an indication indications that the door to, the door knocking has helped promote the shot in areas lagging behind Alabama. The adult vaccination rate increased by three point nine percent, and then she talks about Georgia and other places. This is important work. That's leading to more vaccinations. And it's done by people who care about the health of their family, friends, and neighbors. God, I love the framing of these articles. I do. I really do. Because it's for, you know, the health of your friends and your family and your neighbors. And, you know, because this was an extinction-level event. By God. You know, if this whole thing was as bad as everyone says that it was... I really don't think any of us would be going out right now. None of us would be, you know, there'd be people dying in the street. There'd be somebody walking through the streets every morning with a wheelbarrow. Bring forth your dead. Bring forth your dead. Yeah. Not buying it. And I love how they try to guilt you. Like if you don't do, if you don't take this shot, then somehow you don't care about your friends and your family and your coworkers and your community. But there's a flip side to that. It is not my responsibility to take care of everybody else. If you're worried about your own health, your own well-being, then you need to be responsible for yourself. See me? I'm taking proactive steps. Went to the doctor, got a physical the other day. I'm right as rain. I feel good as hell. I tell you, and that's, that's, that's a damn good thing. There are certain things I need to do. I got to fix my Achilles heel. I pulled that not too long ago. Got to get some mobility going. But you know what? As far as health and everything is concerned, I'm, I'm, I'm as right as rain. I just got some fine-tuning to do. And I think all of us need to do that. Because whether it's COVID or any other variants of it or anything else, the healthier you are, the more... The, pro- the higher the probability of your recovery, whether it be something unknown in the future, COVID, or, you know, the flu, pneumonia, you name it, anything like that. 
So it's, uh, you know, definitely in everyone's best interest to take care of themselves. But the problem here now is that you got these door-to-door people. This is what they're going to do. And they're going to go over here to tell you about the vaccine, how the benefits of it, and everything else. Again, not your doctor. Definitely consult your doctor. And I think the backlash on this is going to be just crazy. Like I said, they won't get a warm welcome over at my house. I just... I chase away salespeople. I, I'm sorry. I just, I when I'm at home, I don't want to be messed with. I close the door for a reason, you know. So let's go take a look in the chat room because we always want to look into the chat room. So what do we got here? What do we got? John Colt said, I hope they do come to my door. I welcome the argument. John will sit there and talk a year off too. Oh, no, he, he'll probably sit there and break out stats and all that other stuff. Oh. <laughs> Trying not to die here. Not COVID. I bet you if they came over to your door, too. I bet you they just, you'd have. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sit down and stuff. Start talking them up. Oh, my God. I bet that'd be awesome. Their poor heads would explode. They wouldn't even know how to deal with it. Like, every talking point would be in the pamphlet. And once they run out of talking points, they'd be like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Just because. Just do it. John also mentioned, I've heard there are tens of thousands of deaths due to the vaccine. Did anyone hear about that? I have not heard that. Um, I don't know. I've heard there have been some very adverse reactions to some people. But I haven't heard of tens of thousands of deaths. I'd be interested to find out if there's more to that. Christine mentioned, not sure about the numbers, but there is a record of each person who has received the vaccine and eventually numbers of deaths can be correlated or one would think. Yeah, there's the, uh, I think it's the VARS system, VARS system, V-E-R-A-S, I believe it is. And that talks about the vaccines and any adverse reactions as far as that's going. Uh, let's see. Joe Bench here. That's how people get shot. Don't come to my door. That's what I'm saying. Christine also mentioned that uh, strike force, wrong choice of words. That's not good messaging, but accurate from their perspective. Well, and, and that's a great point. That is a great point because it really does. When you think about it, that was the words that they chose to, to utilize there. So what does that tell you about what they think about you? They see you as an enemy. I mean, like, if that doesn't, if that doesn't shake people to their core, I don't know what does. 
But, yeah, they see you as an enemy, point blank. John said, I wonder if they're going to wear masks when they, uh, when they go door to door. Oh, they should wear masks and body condoms and hazmat suits. I want to see, like, the full getup. Like, I want mop level four gear with respirators and everything. Like, sell me on this. Like, seriously, sell me on this. Make me buy into it. You know, if you really want to get some buy-in, that's what I want to see. Like, I, I, like you come up to my door, I want to see you put up, like, a decontamination area, like, right by the front door as you come in and out the whole bit. That's what I want to see. I want, like, that Resident Evil-style decontamination chamber. That's what I want, you know. It's kind of funny, though. Speaking of Resident Evil, if you've ever seen it, the actress, Mila Jovovich, which absolutely love her she's the chick from the fifth element well anyway god i said the fifth element wow i feel old now that i've said that but anyway she was in another movie called ultraviolet and in this movie there was a virus that spread across the planet and people that got this it was called the uh, blood phage People that got this literally became these vampires. So they had these superhuman abilities and everything. And, you know, and what ended up happening was that the health department basically took over everything. So the person who was in charge was like the surgeon general or surgeon secretary or something like that. But it was like this authoritarian medical regime where, like, if you were seen to have contracted the phage, like, they would kill you on the spot. And the thing about the, the authoritarian regime here was that they didn't want to get rid of the phage. They wanted to keep the phage going but keep it clamped down enough where people were scared, but they didn't want to cure to it either. And that's what I kind of feel like we're dealing with here. It's vaccinations, fear, mongering, and jackboot thugs. That's what I'm seeing here. Joe mentioned here, believe me, I'll have my body cam on cussing them out if they come out, if they come to my door and put them on Facebook. Dude, if you do that seriously, I'm going to do like a play-by-play with you. Like seriously, we would do a play-by-play and just kind of break it down. I mean, hell, that would be. (laughs) Oh, that would be something. (laughs) Joe's over here still. He's like, God, please, God, have them come to my door. John mentioned here, John Galt, he says, I have a few questions. Who is paying for all the vaccines and how is it coded? Great question. Great question. Vaccines. Ah, who's paying for them? Come on now. You know the answer. It's all of those omnibus stimulus bills, rescue plans, everything else. It's why you can't get a six pack of a uh, twelve pack of soda for less than six dollars anymore. You want to hear something funny? So as I said, I'm a smoker. I smoke my uh, cool menthol 100s, and it's interesting because I was at the store this morning. I had to get a little soda action. I was able to find a uh, two cokes for two fifty. You know the tall boys. Um, so I was a little happy. But behind the counter, I saw Newports were now selling for $10.15 per pack. 
prices got jacked up. Now, why did the price get jacked up? It didn't cost more to make the cigarettes. It didn't cost more to transport the cigarettes. It didn't cost more for any of that. Your buying power has gone down. That's what it is. And because of all that stimulus, that's where a lot of that money went. Gary Russell, what's going on, brother? How you doing today? Gary Russell in the chat room from GGRB Online. Mm-mm-mm. Free Goya if you get the vaccine. Ah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I might have to pass the pass on the Goya, like like I, I can't I can't do it, man. I mean, like I love my Goya, but I couldn't do it. Lilu, <laughs> we got John called here. Was that not the storyline from I Am Legend? The vaccine turned everyone into vampires. Uh, I Am Legend was something similar to that as well, too. Yeah, they had uh, they were they were like some type of. I don't know. They were like definitely some type of vampire there, but the military hadn't taken over and restored order or anything at, uh, during I Am Legend. I Am Legend, I'm like these those vampiric little hive creatures. They uh, they pretty much wreck shop. They wreck shop before anyone can do anything. You know. But yeah, if you haven't seen Ultraviolet and you got two hours of your life to waste, uh, I highly recommend you check it out because. Uh, as, as scary as it sounds, there's actually a lot of similarities between what we're seeing now and what's in that movie. And I've said this before. It's kind of funny because if you take a look at everything going on right now, it, it's almost like it's an amalgamation of a bunch of movies. It's like we're living in a world of Beer Fest, Ultraviolet, 1984, Brave New World, Animal Farm, uh, Idiocracy, and... Uh, you know, some days it feels like Shawshank is thrown in there once in a while. You know. No, it, it's, it really is a movie come to life. It really is. Uh, I, I can't make that up. But anyway, let's take our first break. But before we take our first break, I want to mention this here. You guys know what an earworm is? An earworm is when somebody sings a song or you hear a song and it gets stuck in your head. And, you know, kind of like when you hear Rick Ashley's Never Gonna Give You Up. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Yeah, that song. And, of course, it's stuck in your head because all of you are singing it right now. Well, I saw a meme earlier today, and, of course, uh, it was a Duran Duran joke. And somebody said, I'm hungry like the wolf. And that song got stuck in my head. So guess what? If I got stuck in my head, so do you. We'll be right back.
Statistics are interesting things, and they're interesting because depending on who's conducting the study, depending on who has an agenda, who's paid for it, can really alter the, the results of it. I'll give you a great example. If you ever see those commercials for toothpaste where they talk about, hey, four out of five dentists prefer take your pick, Crest, Colgate, whatever. What you find is if you look in the study a bit more, it's not they went up to five random dentists and that's what they got. No, they actually pulled like probably a few hundred different dentists. And what they did was they looked for a pattern. And all they need is one. They needed four out of five dentists that said, hey, use toothpaste X. And... Then, of course, by doing so, they make, a, they make a claim. They make a claim, and it is a factual claim because, you know, four out of five of these dentists right here, this group, they recommend it, our toothpaste. So I'm not a big fan when it comes to stats because they are, can be so easily manipulated. And most people don't have either the knowledge or the wherewithal. To, to understand that, you know, and it's a clever marketing ploy because, quite honestly, 
most people don't have the time, again, or the wherewithal to really give a damn about that one way or the other. And honestly, I can't blame a lot of people for that because what do you care for the most part? Look at Joe over here getting all kinds of new curved gaming monitors and all that. Look you all next level, Joe. See, that's what happens, boys and girls. You don't need to go to college. You got to become a repo man. Be a repo man. Don't, don't play with statistics. Be a repo man. And you, too, can have a 27-inch curved gaming. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Monitor. Epic. Joe's got big brain energy over there. But anyway, yes, the numbers could get very skewed. Very much so. One of the other things when it comes to stats and numbers like that, I often wonder, who the hell are they polling? Like, nobody's asked me these questions. Nobody's asked me these questions, and nobody's asked anybody that I know these very questions. So, let's look at this one article. Because, and we're going to take a deep dive into the economy here right now. Because I got a ton of stories, and I don't, I'm not going to read through each and every one of them, but I want to go through this one in particular. This is from CNN. It's courtesy of WISN News 12 out of Milwaukee. And the article says, Americans poll, uh, there's a poll that says American optimism is at the highest it's been in more than 10 years. <sighs> Process that as I have a hit of my cigarette here. Process that processing american optimism is the highest it's been in more than 10 years think about that and again we talked about the economy a little bit earlier and we're going to talk about it more here in a minute but just based on what we talked about so far where's the optimism where are these people that are optimistic okay so let's get into the story a new gallup poll finds that 59.2 percent of americans say they are thriving that's very particular word they used here. Thriving, okay? Additionally, 73% of Americans say they experienced enjoyment um, enjoyment for a lot of the previous day. The former is the highest uh, rating Gallup has ever recorded on the measuring data uh, dating back to when it first took to poll 13 years ago. The latter is the highest since the coronavirus pandemic began earlier last year. The last year has been tough for a lot of Americans. Among other issues, the coronavirus dominated our lives and there was a very contiguous presidential election. But with this election in the rearview mirror and more people returning to pre-pandemic routines, Americans are feeling a lot more optimistic. A number of different measures show Americans are feeling better about themselves and the state of the country uh, than they have been in a while. Oh, I'm going to love to dissect this story. <clears throat> The Gallup measures, measures mentioned shouldn't be too surprising given previous polling from Axios and IPOS. More Americans have been saying that they are, their emotional well-being has improved in the last week than gotten worse in every survey since May. From when the question was first asked in March of 2020, 
through April of this year, more Americans have had said it has gotten worse than better in every survey. This positivity goes beyond the personal and into the political. Last week in NPR PBS NewsHour, uh, Marist College poll found that 47% of Americans said the country was on the right direction. That was within the margin of error of the 49% who said that we were going in the wrong direction. Hmm. Okay. The 47% is the highest percentage who said the country was heading in the right direction in the Marist polling since 20, uh, 2009, during the first year of the Obama administration. It's quite the turnaround from for, where former President uh, Donald Trump was at this point in his presidency. Just 31% of Americans said the country was in the right direction in June of 2017, Marist poll, while 61% said we were going in the wrong direction. Of course, Marist is just one pollster. When looking at the average of all polls, 43% of Americans agree that the country is going in the right direction compared to 51% who believe it's going on the wrong track. Last year at this point, only 22% of Americans thought the country was going in the right direction. Four years ago, 34% said the country was going in the right direction in an average of polls. Although it is expected Democrats to be more optimistic now than, uh, than then, it's notable that they are more positive about the direction of the country now more than Republicans were four years ago. In the Marist poll, for example, 87% of Democrats now think the country is going in the right direction compared to 66% of Republicans in mid-2017. Likewise, far more independents say the country is going in the right direction, 44%, than did four years ago, at this point, 23%. The last time before President Biden, uh, resident Biden, excuse me, I misspoke there. Resident Biden administration, the four, that forty-three percent of Americans said the country was going in the right direction in an average of polls in 20, 2009. Indeed, forty-three percent believe the country is heading in the right direction is actually a really good percentage historically. Last year, Charlie Cook of the Cook Political Report examined how many Americans throughout the country was going in the right direction before each presidential election since uh, nineteen eighty. On average, 42% of Americans said the country was going in the direction in uh, going in the direction in the years in which the incumbent president was reelected into the White House. A slightly higher 49% said the country was going in the wrong direction. The percentages right now are very similar to the averages. And the article, oh, it's almost done, so I might as well finish it here. Increasingly, perhaps the best way to know uh, how people are feeling are more charitable than normal about the state of politics is to look to Congress. Even the notoriously disliked Congress has seen a bump in its approval ratings this year. For the first time since 2009, Congress approval rating topped 30%. Boy, oh boy, am I going to have fun with this. Now, an approval rating as low as in the low 30s isn't exactly high. Still, politics is often all relative. The question is whether Americans will continue to feel good vibrations. If they do, Biden and Democrats are likely to benefit. If feelings take a downturn, Democrats are probably in for a rough midterm. This article here, by the way, was written two days ago, July 11th. I want to open the phone lines of this. And I want to see what you guys got to say on it. Because there's so much wrong with this. Now, I'll throw the number out here. This is 920-376-9400. Call in if you want to be a part of the show. But I think we really need to examine this because here, here's the thing. I titled the show purposely Surviving versus Thriving. 
And where to begin? What is really the difference between surviving and thriving? I see surviving as just getting by. I mean, it's literally paycheck to paycheck. It is having somebody else take care of you. That is surviving. You know, it is you don't have the wherewithal to do much for yourself. You don't have the motivation to become more than what you currently are. You just, you get by with bare minimal effort. That's it. That is to survive. Anybody can do that. It's not that hard to survive, especially in today's day and era. With all the government programs, all the handouts, everything else, it doesn't take much to survive. Now, whether or not you're surviving well, that's a whole nother story. Okay? But to thrive... To say that Americans currently are thriving, I think, is a huge, huge leap. Now, I do believe that there are a group of people out there that think they're thriving. These are the people that are living off of enhanced unemployment. You know, the whole idea that government can go ahead and just go ahead and give you $300 extra per week of unemployment benefits on top of whatever the state's giving you. And in some cases, it's almost as much as $1,000 per week. And if the numbers checked out right, last I saw, it equates to roughly about like $16, give or take, depending on your jurisdiction. That's $32,000 plus per year you would be making. And there are people that refuse to go back to work. I talk to employers all the time, and I hear from them directly. I hear people saying, you know what? I had so-and-so apply for this. I had a bunch of people applying for these jobs. And what they ended up doing was they applied for the job and they didn't they didn't even show up for the interview. Or if they did show up for the interview, they said, hey, I'm just here to fill the job uh, requirements so I can get my unemployment. I don't really want the job. Yeah. That's real. You had the Biden administration. You had the Tony Evers administration here in Wisconsin talking about, well, I don't think it's the enhanced unemployment that's causing these problems. What is then? I have seen photos. I have seen photos. Uh, Joe has posted things on this here within the past few days. Uh, if you guys know conservative and uh, conservative activist and uh, former model, Adrian Curry, she's posting pictures of her local grocery store, empty shelves. I'll say it again. Empty shelves, food, gone. How do you thrive amidst food shortages? How do you thrive when people aren't working? How do people, how does, how do people think that you know, hey, things are so good now. I suppose if you're getting all that extra money, you're making four grand a month on unemployment, and you can go ahead and just pretty much sit on your ass, do a little hobby, do whatever it is that you're doing, not really getting paid, not producing value, not producing stuff. And then you got all this money that you're sitting on, and then you go out, you go to the grocery store, you're like, you know what, dang, I'm kind of hungry. I think I'm going to make me some rigatoni tonight. 
Yeah. Because rigatoni is delicious, right? But then you go to the grocery store and you're like, wait a minute. Where are all the noodles? And the store clerk's like, well, everyone came in. They bought them all up. So you're like, all right, fine. Then I guess I'll just have some hamburgers because I don't use hamburger meat. I would have used that for my rigatoni. So you go to the hamburger meat section and there's no hamburger meat. And you go to the butcher. You're like, dude, what happened here, man? Where's, where's all the hamburger meat? You got some in the back? And the butcher's like, no, nah, man. Uh, you know, there's shortages. So these people are going to be like, well, what do you mean shortages? It's like, well, there's plenty of beef. There's no problem there. But nobody wants to work. So they got all this meat and nobody's processing it. I know several plants in my local vicinity that have this very issue. Okay, this is not a fabricated story. This is the reality in which we live in. And for some places right now, you're not encountering these food shortages. Okay, but they are happening. They're happening. And that's the reality of it. And it's only happening in certain areas right now. But make no mistake about it. These food shortages are coming to a neighborhood near you. Because the bottom line is Elon Musk said it best when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. If you do not produce stuff, there is no stuff to buy. The idea of what is essentially universal basic income, UBI, is the greatest myth in the world. You pay these people and then eventually they're going to want to go back to work and, you know, do things. No, they're not. I can tell you from personal experience, <laughs> human beings are lazy. Given the opportunity, most people will take the they will take the easiest way out. I know this because if I had the chance to sit around on my ass and play video games all day, I might do it for a minute. I'd probably lose my damn mind after a few days, but I do it I do it <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm the most highly motivated person in existence when the reality is, like I said, given an opportunity, yeah, I sit on my ass for three days and play video games and hang out with the kids. I would do that in a second. But the bottom line is, the difference between me and a lot of these other folks is that at some point I'm going to say enough is enough and I need to go out there and make some stuff happen because that's inherent in me. That's, that's, that's what I do. I like to create value very important to me it's part of my core it's part of my being and there's a lot of people and unfortunately what we're going to see here into the future as the economy continues to tank and if you guys take a look here there there was a story that came out i want to say yesterday or today guess what went up inflation it keeps going up right now they say inflation is about 5.4 percent overall annual at this point, <laughs> there's an economist that says that inflation has actually gone up upwards of 12 in 12 to 14 percent. Yeah. And that doesn't surprise me. I keep telling you guys over and over again, take a look at the price of sodas right now. If you go to eating Kroger's or pick and save their deal right now, three 12 packs of Coke, Pepsi, whatever the hell it is you want to buy other than a store brand, three 12 packs of your favorite soda, name brand. 14 bucks. Damn. 
You guys remember when it was three three for nine dollars? That was just last year. Have you ever heard of a word called smallflation? That's a fun word. Smallflation. Smallflation is when a company says, hey, we don't want to raise our prices. So what we're going to do is we're going to reduce the size of the product that we're selling. So your 16-ounce soda now becomes a 12-ounce soda or your 12-ounce soda becomes a 10-ounce soda. But the price stays the same. That is smallflation. You will see more of that coming. Uh, a few weeks back, I talked about how Coca-Cola and several other companies are going to be exploring the idea of price hikes here coming into um, coming into September. What do you think is going to happen come September? Mm-hmm. Christine mentioned here this conversation is so much deeper than most people are willing to realize. And, and that's the thing because I think a lot of people, they, they if you're not seeing these food shortages, if you're not seeing these people that aren't, you know, going back to work or anything else like that, or you're not seeing food shortages yet, you have an idea that this is like a NIMBY thing. You think it's not in my backyard. So if it's not in my backyard, what do I care? It doesn't affect me. But it does. And it will. It's just simply a matter of time. Joe mentioned here, Sopa and Goya in my near future. <laughs> that might be in everybody's future. I'm not going to lie. I, I am, I'm not a hoarder. Nope. And I'm not a prepper. But well, I'm not a prepper for a couple of reasons. Um, one, because honestly, that takes a lot, a lot of work. Used to do it like hardcore. But I had to scale back because that's, oh boy. But everything has a has shelf life, and I wasn't really doing well with managing the circulation of it. But what I do is I have enough where if I had to get you know if I had to get locked down for a month, I'm not gonna do without. And of course, I got my backups upon backups. I got Plan A, B, and C. But the one of the big things I I do stockpile <laughs> seasoning, Goya. Hamburger seasoning. Oh, make no mistake about it. If the end of the world's coming, if this is an extinction event, if this is end game, you can bet your bottom dollar my last meal is going to have flavor. I am not going into the apocalypse flavorless. I tell you that right now. <laughs> Gary mentioned here this generation, this is a lazy generation, and the excuse is a stupid virus. It's more than just the virus, I think. I really do think it's more than just the virus. I, I think this generation, they feel entitled simply because they exist. I know people, great people, that, God, I sound like Trump there. I know people, great people. They're great people. They're the best people ever. Um, no, I, I, I know folks that they're not the most go-getters in the world. They're not... But they have no desire to change the world either. And, and these people, they are, but they are some of the hardest working people. They make sure they go out and get theirs. They put in the work. They do dirt. They do what they have to do because they take care of them and theirs. And for that, I got respect for that. That is, to me, that's big brain energy right there. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. You don't want to change the world. You just, you just want your little slice of heaven. I can respect that. 
But then there's so many people that just think because they exist that, you know, somehow they're entitled to $15 an hour and they don't seem to understand the basic economic premise that if everybody gets paid $15 an hour, then guess what? $15 is the new poor. That's how that works. And what about the managers that were making $15 an hour? Like if I'm a manager at McDonald's and all the employees got a price hike to $15 an hour, uh, then I expect to be paid 30 What do employers do? I had the misfortune, by the way, of eating at McDonald's today. Yeah, it was horrible. And I regretted it after I ate, but God bless it, I was freaking hungry. So I went to McDonald's, and that little section on the, in the drive-thru menu where they used to be the dollar menu, it's now called the one, two, three dollar menu there's like one thing there that's a dollar and that's like any size soda that's it that's it you know christine mentioned don't drink soda so not in this boat but i do get your point and and you get there's right see and that's my problem i drink way too much soda i i gotta cut back like seriously i, I love coca-cola I and mean, it's god that's my albatross oh man When they say soda's not addicting, they're a bunch of damn liars. <laughs> they really are. But I tell you, man, if anything, something that'll get me to quit smoking or drinking soda, it, it's going to be them price hikes. Because I ain't paying $12 for a damn cube of soda. No way, no how. Gary mentioned here, at least when, uh, when, I, when I had when I was a teenager, is I had a dream to be in radio. Yes, I got discouraged by family members, but I continued to have that dream despite the discouragement. Today, my dream came true thanks to the Internet. I wish I could make money at this or work at a local radio station here in, in uh, Clinton, but I can't make money because my wife has to be on the programs due to her diabetes. I'm lucky to have GJRB Online Networks. And you guys got to make sure you check him out. Uh, click the link. Check his programming. Um, when I get the opportunity, and I got my kids this summer, so like no time to do very much of anything. But I got to start making time. I really do. But make sure you check him out. I know he was doing a Saturday extra for a while, and I think he had something this past weekend too. But check him out because, I mean, Gary puts on a damn good show. I love his commentary, a lot of good common sense, and he's got a live call in. So you guys make sure you check that out. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. What do we got? Christine said, oh, Ed, you should see my spice drawer. <laughs> I do like that. Oh, man. I ought to take a picture of my spice drawer. I would, except Joe might get a little too happy. You know, as we talk about the economy, we talk about this so-called American uh, you know, optimism. I think the vast majority of the people that were polled in this I think these are people that aren't in the know. They are the feely types. And what I mean by that is they judge people. They judge a situation on the feels. These are the same people that claim that, hey, you know, we we got rid of the fascists. We voted out the fascists. These people don't seem to understand. You don't vote out a fascist. Take a look at Cuba right now. They don't get to vote out communism. These people are going to pay for their freedom if they get it with blood. I heard something like 80 people had disappeared last night since the protests that they had out there in Cuba. 80 people gone. 
probably never to be seen again. These are the same people that say, oh, man, the orange man's no longer putting out mean tweets. He's not in the he's not in the presidency. He's not sitting in the Oval. Joe Biden's there. He's going to lead us to victory. Meanwhile, they can't cite anything that Joe Biden has done positively, negatively. They think Kamala Harris is this wonderful, wonderful human being. Even though they were probably cackling when Tulsi Gabbard nuked her during the Democratic presidential primary debates. That's if they even watched the debates at all. These are the people that actually believe what's being told to them by the mainstream media. These are the NPCs of the world. The NPCs that don't think for themselves, but, but they only do what they're programmed to do. They're only, they only say what they're told to say. They only do what they're told to do. And when you're polling NPCs, you really can't take that for very much because, well, they're not very well informed. And I know, I know. It sounds very arrogant and condescending to say something like that, but am I wrong? I mean, seriously, am I wrong? Because if if I'm wrong, I, I'm I'm more than willing to admit that I'm wrong. I got no problem with that. The problem is, is that I'm not wrong. Here, let me give you another example. I've heard from several friends that their rent has gone up and it's gone up by like 30, 40 bucks. And again, it's not that utilities have necessarily gone up. It's not that, I mean, the building's built, you know, here's the problem. Rents go up because of the devaluation of the dollar, the continuous printing of cash. We call it printing, but it's really the, stroke of a few keys devalues your dollar every day it devalues your dollar so much to the point while i'm not a financial advisor and i'm not here to give you financial advice i'll tell anybody who listens i will not do anything with a savings account you lose money in a savings account i'd rather take my risk in the crypto markets i'd rather take my risk in the stock markets i'd rather take my risk in hard assets like gold silver land you name it i may not have a lot but i got something to hedge against inflation and that is going to be key going forward you know and anybody who's actually you know into home ownership but I'm telling people, you take a look right now. This is a seller's market. I live in an area, my county is the third poorest county in the state of Wisconsin. And what fascinates me is there are homes being sold over here. Number one, if you find a home, I guarantee you it will be sold within a, year, within a week. And in a county over, I'm hearing home prices being sold from anywhere between $25,000 and $70,000 over asking price. You think that's crazy? Look up a little organization called BlackRock. They're not just going out buying homes. They are buying whole neighborhoods. Okay. Sounds like the Great Reset, doesn't it? Yeah, the American dream will die. And as the American dream dies, P. 
people are no longer going to have home ownership other than the people that got in before all this went to hell and found a way to pay off their homes and somehow managed to pay their taxes. Because, oh, yeah, newsflash. Try not to pay your taxes for a few years and see if you end up losing your home. <laughs> so it does beg the question, was it ever really your home? But, yeah, it's scary. The economy continues to tank. I honestly think this summer is going to be the last hurrah. So party it up while you can. Whoop it up. Go out. Raw dog life. Do your thing. Because come September, I think things are going to get bleaker. I think things are going to get bad. And quite honestly, I think for a lot of people, it's going to be an extremely thin Christmas if there's a Christmas at all. Sounds kind of crazy. But if you think that's dark, wait till I come back because I got something that's even darker. Yes, I do. It's true. Ah, your text messages aren't safe. Damn. John Go, we might have a problem here, bro. <laughs> we might have a problem. Give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. of the phoenix all ends with beginnings what keeps the planet spinning ah uh, the force from the beginning
another day, another dollar, and I only get to take home one about five and a half cents. Oh, my God, terrible. Did you guys hear about that CPAC meeting they had? Uh, I forget which state it was in, but Donald Trump apparently won the straw poll on that thing just handedly. Donald Trump crushed everybody. He got like something like 70% of the vote. And Ron DeSantis came in with like 21, 24%, something like that. Everybody else was single digits. Mike Pence got like zero. I kind of feel bad for Mike Pence because like there was really no constitutional way that he could have done anything other than what he did. And I'm sure I'm probably like upsetting some Trump supporters and stuff right now. Um, but my God, there wasn't anything he could have done other than what he did, you know, uh, which is kind of amazing because everybody thought he could just go ahead and scrap the, the elector, you know, the electoral count. And it doesn't really work that way. But we got all these audits going on. You know, Wisconsin's pushing for this here. Arizona's got their thing going on. Um, but the one question I got to ask here is let's assume that there is widespread voter fraud let's assume there was all these irregularities let's assume an, any number of things right let's say trump won what is the constitutional mechanism to get biden out of office and to put trump in office i don't see it it's not there now i've read the constitution up and down back and forward left to right right to left i don't see anything like that I'd be very interested to know how something like that would work if such a scenario were to play out. But, uh, you know, we're playing ifs and buts. And like they say, if ifs and buts were wishes and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Anyway, speaking about things that are not so merry, (laughs) this one's a trip. So we know as conservatives, we know that when it comes to social media, for the most part, many of us have been shadow banned. I know I'm shadow banned on on Facebook. I know I'm shadow banned on YouTube. I don't know about Twitter because I got off Twitter. I got like I haven't said this in a while, and I'm going to say this here, and I'm going to be blunt about it. Twitter is the shithole of the internet. It is the worst of the worst. I hate Twitter with a passion. Um. But I know I've been shadow banned on almost every social media platform outside of the newer uh, free speech ones that are out there. And speaking of which, I definitely encourage you guys to check out Clout Hub. Check them out. That's a real good one. And I'm also looking at PocketNet. Check those out as well, too. Video platform sharing sites. Become a huge fan of uh, BitChute. I'm loving that. Make sure you check that out. But I'm also looking at DLive. I'm also looking at Theta.TV. But we know they censor us, us here on social media. You get all these, you know, notifications about, you know, the information is false. And like, dude, it's a freaking meme. Yeah. They fact check memes. Then they limit the reach of your pages. They limit what you can say during your, you know, direct messages when you DM people back and forth. You can't even share certain articles to one another. It's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to many of you. You know, and it's fascinating because 
there is, you know, Kristan T. Harris from the Rundown Live, he was talking about this, and I got to look that up again before I say what it is, but basically it's a platform where Google is looking to want to filter all the information that you get no matter how you search it, whether it's on their Google.com or any other platform. It's almost like Google has taken over the Internet. Well, if that wasn't enough for the left, the DNC, the Biden administration, they are actually calling on phone carriers. You ready for this? The Biden regime, this is from the Gateway Pundit, they want to monitor private communications, calls on SMS carriers, SMS, your text messages, to dispel information about vaccines that are that is sent over social media and text messages. This is one of the areas where I think Trump and his administration really screwed the pooch. You guys had four years to do reform on Session 230. You only brought it up right before the election. Too little, too late, and it cost Trump the election. When we take a look at this here, the Gateway Pundit writes, The Biden regime is now calling on SMS carriers to fact-check text messages in an effort to stop misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Last Tuesday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that the Biden administration will be sending goons door-to-door to harass unvaccinated Americans. Biden confirmed this during his remarks last week and said his admin will focus on communities where vaccination rates are low. Like I said, wouldn't surprise me if this is just a test run to see who the hostile people are versus who aren't. So when they do go door to door and take your guns, they know who that they need to come with. And don't say that it can't happen here. I know a lot of people is talking about, oh, you know, they'll never come door to door. Like hell they won't. Like hell they won't. Did you ever think even a year ago in the beginning of this pandemic we would t- we'd be talking about the any government agency want to restrict what you could say via text message but yet here we are biden confirmed this we read that here we need to go community community we read that earlier too now the biden regime and his democrat allies are going to monitor private communications to dispel misinformation about vaccines that are sent over social media and text messages democrat goons are already attacking uh turning point usa's charlie kirk for his message or messaging campaign around vaccine efforts organizations that are feeding misinformation and trying to mischaracterize the type of trusted messaging work messenger work i believe you are doing a disservice to the country and to the doctors the faith leaders i love it when democrats like to talk about faith leaders because they have absolutely no faith in anything other than themselves and the state and when I say themselves and the state, they literally see themselves and the state as one and the same. Community leaders and others who are working to get people vaccinated, save lives, and help end the pandemic. White House COVID Response Coordinator Jeff Zinas, uh, Zintas uh, said in a news conference last week. Political reported Biden allied groups, including the DNC, are also planning to engage fact checkers more aggressively and work with SMS carriers to dispel misinformation about vaccines that are sent over social media and text messages. The goal is to ensure that people who who may have difficulty getting vaccination because of issues like transportation see uh, uh, see these barriers lessened and easily and removed entirely. We are steadfastly committed to keeping politics out of the effort 
Democrats don't do anything that isn't political. That's just an outright lie right there. We are steadfastly committed to keeping politics out of the effort to get every American vaccinated so we can save lives and help our economy further recover, White House spokesperson Ken, uh, Kevin Munoz said. When, uh, when we see deliberate efforts to spread misinformation, we view that as an, an impediment to the country's public health and will not shy away from calling them out. Charlie Kirk, the pro-Trump co-founder of the conservative student organization Turning Point USA, said on Fox last week, that he was embarking on a massive public relations campaign around vaccination efforts, which he compared it to an apartheid-style open-air hostage situation. Turning Point's other founder, Bill uh, Montgomery, died last year from coronavirus-related complications. But not coronavirus. Complications. Very different. Turning Point USA has also sent out SMS messages urging people to sign petitions on the topic. In one message, viewed by Politico, Kirk contends, Biden is sending goons door to door to make to make you take a COVID nineteen vaccine. Signed a petition. No medical card raids in America. It kind of sounds like I said ultraviolet. But here's the thing: was that statement accurate? I don't. I'm not going to tell you that it was a hundred percent. He is sending goons door to door, but not to make you take the vaccine, but to convince you to make it seem like it was your choice. Article continues here. The rabbit left already has complete control over the Internet and censors social media posts and blog posts. So so it was a matter of time until they started censoring text messages. Does that not scare the hell out of you? Does that not scare the hell out of you? I'm a big proponent of this idea that, you know, these social media companies, they're private companies. They're private companies. They do what they want. And if you don't want to be dealing with this shadow banning and everything else, then don't be on them. Really, I am. That, 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 is, that has been my position consistently. It has been my, consistent, my, my, my position consistently because here's the thing. The terms of service are there. We all knew it. And we all give our information willingly to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all them other folks. We all do. However, my position over the past, I'd say, week has changed. And it's changed radically. Social media giants, such as Facebook, which includes Instagram, Google, YouTube, same company, owned by Alphabet, Twitter. They are no longer private companies. They are the public square. Not only are they the public square, they are public utilities, you know, like the telephone, like the electric company, like the water companies. It is Ma Bell and the ill communication, like the Beastie Boys would say back in the day. And there needs to be straight-up regulation. Honestly, I'm at the point where I think Facebook and Google need to be broken up. They literally have a monopoly. And if you think that I'm wrong, well... Take a look at what happened to Parler between Amazon and Google and Facebook and Twitter 
and they all ganged up on, on Parler and got it deplatformed. I mean, Parler's back now, but nowhere near the glory and staying power that it once had. And now they want to get into your text messages. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, don't get me wrong. You are being spied on. I think we talked about this last week or the week before. You are being spied on. Make no mistake about that. Uh, it's kind of funny, too, when you think about it, because people are like, well, if you got nothing to hide, you shouldn't worry about it. Well, number one, I shouldn't be spied on. MeWe. MeWe's interesting. I don't think you got uh, you got too much. You know, I don't think you have any censorship there. I think people pretty much police themselves there, too. They actually did a lot. That's actually a pretty good good uh, good site to check out. MeWe is a social media platform. It's kind of like Facebook. You got to make sure you check that out, though. Um, what was it saying? Yeah. I don't know. I, the, the bottom line, like I said, I think these folks need to be broken up. Because it's at the point, like I said, they literally shut down people who have opposing opinions, beliefs, platforms that they're running on that go against the liberal Democrat establishment narrative. You know, these companies are doing the work of the DNC, literally doing the work of the DNC. They are literally an extension, the communications arm of the DNC at this point. Let's look at the chat room here. John Gold mentioned here, if I'm not mistaken, companies working on behest of the government to violate rights is illegal. I wonder how long it will take before a judge of any sort looks into it. Here's another question to expand upon that, and I'm glad that you brought that up. It is illegal to do that. This is true. But these companies, they are literally suppressing people. They suppress Trump. They suppress Laura Loomer in her run for Congress. They suppress, uh, what's his name, Rand Paul in his speech that he gave on the Senate floor. They suppress conservatives all over the place. Okay? Ban them outright. Milo Yiannopoulos, Alex Jones. The list goes on. I've already got a strike on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> they didn't like my reaction to uh, January 6th, but whatever. You can find my reaction to January 6th on, on Rumble and on BitChute, by the way. But anyway, how long will it take before a judge of any sort looks into it? My question is that if a judge looks into it, and let's say they find that it is illegal, such an argument is going to make its way up to the Supreme Court. I do not think this so-called conservative-leaning Supreme Court has the balls to make a correct decision and say that this is outright illegal. Even though the letter of the law clearly states it, they do not have the wherewithal and the character to actually rule within the law. Gary mentioned here, fact-checkers are full of crap. I know, a lot of doo-doo. Christine says here, Julian Bradley is working on the social media platform aspect of this. I would love to meet Julian Bradley. I've seen, I've seen him, uh, you know, on social media and stuff like that. Very active. Seems like a great guy. Um, I would love to know more of what he's doing. So I'm going to make it a point to kind of 
do a little more research into that. Uh, let's see here. Gary mentioned President Trump is planning on uh, suing the social media sites. Yeah, he is, and I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to play out. This is one of those things I think, like I said, though, I think it might be too little too late. He had the opportunity. He had four years. Now, granted, Republicans in, in Congress, you know, especially the House of Representatives, they did him no favors. They were actually working against him. But does it surprise you with Paul Ryan at the helm? God. By the way, folks, for those of you guys listening from coast to coast, east coast to west coast, from up on the, the Canadian border all the way down to the U.S.-Mexico border, I would like to, to send out my sincerest apology on behalf of the citizens of Wisconsin. We apologize for Paul Ryan. Our bad. We crapped the bed on that one. Christine mentioned here, MeWe was one one of uh, was the one that they all laughed at. Now I'm curious if it's just about the name. Well, that's an interesting one. You got a lot of uh, platforms out there, and the names are just kind of whack. And I'm not a huge fan of a lot of them. And I think with a lot of these names, it's almost like you got to get the name right. It's got a catch. Facebook has catch. YouTube has catch. Twitter has catch. Instagram has catch. Mike Lindell tried to do a, a social media called Frank. There's no catch. It's like, hey, did you see what was posted on Frank? Frank? Well, did you get a new tattoo? What's going on? And I love when people are like, well, to be frank with you, I'm like, dude, stop. Stop. Nobody talks like that. Like, only, like, big-time geeks and academics talk like that. Nobody else talks like that. I, I God, it's just, that one just bothered me. But, yeah, some of these other ones, you know, Rumble, I don't know, BitChute, again, I don't know. Um, you know, MeWe, it's a questionable name. Gab, questionable name. You know, some of the other ones I've talked about, the names just don't have sticking power as far as I'm concerned, but they got a good concept. If somebody can get a good name on there, something that catches, <laughs> conservatives could have their own thing. But before conservatives even have their own thing, there's a couple things to be mindful about. One, you don't want an echo chamber. Last thing you want. Two, before you even start playing around and want to get your own social media, what I think needs to happen, seriously, is that as conservatives, we need to start creating culture. When I talk about culture, I mean things like just, I don't know, podcasts of people shooting the shit, not just complaining about things. You need a podcast of people that are, you know, talking about movies, creating movies, books, music, entertainment, things like that. A big aspect that conservatives don't like to hear, but here's the bottom line. Conservatives just, they ain't cool. And unfortunately, if you don't have a cool factor, you ain't getting elected. Donald Trump's he had that swagger. He had that swagger like a champ. Obama had that swagger, too. Look what happened to them. Just saying. Uh, let's see here. Gary mentioned here, I thought about switching over to Rumble. You know, even if you don't switch over to Rumble, just post content on there. Seriously. Just post content. You'll see some stuff in there. You also mentioned, I, I just don't know if my OBS studio will link uh, to that for their live stream. Their live stream, there's something else going on with their live stream. I think you actually have to pay for that. That's why I haven't done live streaming on Rumble. Christine mentioned even dating apps have better messaging. 
Right, exactly. Tinder, grinder, plenty of fish. Exactly. And, and honestly, a name has a lot. There's another social media app that's out there, and I heard it was attributed to Trump. It's called Getter. G-E-T-T-R means get together, basically. Um, close. In my opinion, no cigar, though. But what do I know? I don't have a marketing degree. Wasn't that cool. Well, anyway, guys, let's close out the show here tonight because we are about to approach a two-hour marker, and I got to pretend to work tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Crazy, huh? <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank you guys for joining in here and taking some time out of your day to become a part of my day. And just a quick programming note. We are back with a video podcast. My dental work is complete. I can put my beautiful grill up on the cameras. And I'm going to be trying to find a way to actually get the live stream going on the website. So make sure you check that out, thecaramelconservative.com. I'll be posting videos on Rumble and BitChute and CloudHub. Uh, so we'll definitely be doing that. We'll be, uh, you know, like I said, just kind of shooting the, shooting the breeze here with people, shooting the shit with folks. And there'll be more content coming out on the video side. The Caramel Conservative Podcast still will come on every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Look forward to that. I'm hoping to have, within the next few days, Ian C. Jordan on the video podcast with me. That one's just gonna, that show's going to be lit. You're going to want to make sure you check that out because uh, Ian ain't got no damn sense. I ain't going to lie. Ian will just tell you what, what's up just straight up. And that's what makes him a remarkable, remarkable human being. I love that man. He's awesome. So I want to thank Gary. I want to thank Christine. I want to thank Joe. I want to thank John Go. I want to thank you guys all here for joining in the live broadcast. For those of you guys listening in the archive and those that did not chime in, I want to thank you guys just the same. And as I leave you tonight, I leave you with the same homework I leave you with each and every week. I need you to understand. And I want to read this directly here. This is something my son showed to me. And if this goes in line with what I talk about when I talk about becoming the best version of yourself you can be, that's your homework. It is literally to become the best version of yourself you can be. Go out there and pay it forward. Become the exception and not the rule. And understand that to experiment is to fail. To fail is to learn. And to learn is to advance. As we get into this time that may seem dark, it may seem perilous, we are looking at potential conflict with China. We got a warship that was literally seized by Iran. We got all this critical theory BS going on in our schools. We got the whole COVID thing still going on. There's a lot of crazy stuff. And it can make you feel down. It can make you feel like, damn, we're surrounded. But as Chesty Puller from the United States Marine Corps once said, good, now we know where the enemy is. And if you know where your opposition is, you just let it all happen. And you let loose. You go out there, like I said, you become the best version of yourselves you can be. Pay it forward. And just remember, as real as those villains are, so too are heroes. And remember, you too can become a hero. Doesn't take a whole lot. Just look in the mirror. When you have that doubt, look at that family that you have. Look at yourself. Look at your friends, your community, the people that lean on you the most. And then 
go and do what needs to be done and create something positive in this world. Because literally, it's up to you, it's up to me, it's up to all of us to do that. One person at a time. You don't have to change the world, you just need to change one person at a time. That's all there's to it. So, guys, good night. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. I'm out. See you here in a couple days.